Welcome to the second uh, Heredian podcast of 2023. Uh, it's a little overdue, I apologise. Um, no particular excuse, just general sort of busyness of life. But uh, here we are, it is um, Sunday, the 8th of October 2023, and it is 7.59 in the morning, so uh, it's early in the morning, it's not quite light, the days are getting shorter, in other words, it gets light later in the morning and dark earlier in the evening, but still, there's plenty of sunlight, um, and as you can probably hear, <laughs> it's a Sunday, because there's very little traffic that you can hear. I'm just actually walking up Calier Condé de Villa Paterna. <laughs> uh, but all of us know that uh, uh, on Sundays and on Saturdays there's less sort of general commercial and regular traffic. But what we do get you know, is the motorcyclist groups. <laughs> but they're not really started yet so you'll probably hear them on this podcast. Um, and it is a really beautiful morning. <laughs> That's a bit repetitive, I know, but it is really beautiful. Not a cloud. Well, the skies are only just sort of breaking light, but I can already tell. Not a single cloud in the sky, and it promises to be beautiful blue. We'll see the sunrise probably on this podcast. Um... But yeah, uh, Rooney and I, Rooney, my, my dog, and myself, I'm John Stuttard, your, your community president, are uh, probably one of the first to be up in the village this morning, and uh, we want to welcome you to this, this Heredian cast, in which, if you haven't listened to one before, what we endeavour to do is give you a sort of a round-up what's been going on in the village over the past few months. Just keep you up to date, because I know that many of you can't be here that often. So at least you can follow along and see what's been going on in your beautiful village. So, um, I will say thanks for tuning in, listening in, and off we go. Alright, we're off. So we're just um, walking up past uh, well, Casa Avalon and Estrella, uh, 14 and 16. In this particular part of the village, some of you may know, <laughs> has been enjoying the, the visit of a family of uh, Jabali, or wild pigs. <laughs> you can tell when they've been here because they root up the flower beds and a uh, little bit um, <laughs> a problem for the gardeners but uh, yeah there's a little family of uh, wild pigs at least the babies coming through the um, the entrance just beside uh, Las Colinas de la Heredia do you know what I mean? where there's that sort of gate well the little ones are still small enough to be able to get through those gates. 
and they're coming because some people are putting out some food for the uh, you know for the, for the wild cats that live around the village and of course piggies can smell them smell the food so they crawl underneath these gates the small ones do the mother stays on the outside and uh, go and help themselves to the cat food <laughs> which um, I've seen them um, but they run fast and they look like little because you know they, they're hard to catch but they look like um, little dogs and as soon as, as soon as they see you they just take off <laughs> anyway they're very cute but uh, we'll keep an eye on them because they are causing the gardens a bit of a headache with the disturbed the irrigation system in the flower beds and uh, caused a couple of leaks they also poop around the village of course in fact I'm just oh no no that's not poop that's leaves come on Ray um <laughs> remember last year I don't know if you were around last year we had uh, regular visits from um, a few wild deer who <laughs> were coming into the village to munch away at our flowers and uh, I think they were actually coming as well because they were, they were using, they were drinking water from our, our water fountains. <laughs> but I think generally with these things they just move on and you know they come here for a week or two and then they go and find somewhere else. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a little bit of nonsense for you. Um, but let me get into the, uh, oh, there's dog barking. Let me get, I think that might be Boris. Or Nessie. <laughs> I'm just going past that house, the house where those two doggies live. They must have heard me coming past. Um, yeah, I'm up on uh, Tres Hermanos now. Um, yeah, as you can probably tell by my breath, it's all uphill so far. Rooney's not suffering at all. <laughs> I need to make sure I keep fit. Anyway, um, yeah, we're coming up past Casa Seal. And uh, up this beautiful road. I'm actually doing the, the walk that I usually do with Rooney in reverse today, just for the sake of variety. But um, all right, well, let, let me get it. Oh, I've actually made some notes, <laughs> which is uh, not what I usually do on my regular podcasts. I usually ad lib and just uh, chat away about things as they as they occur to me or as I see them. But this is a Heredian cast, so I'm going to try and cover things I think will be of most interest to you um, about the village. So let's deal with uh, serious stuff first, money issues, the financial report. Well, as you probably know, if you don't, we're now issuing regular financial reports. Um, which you can all have a look at and if you want to you can actually interrogate every single item of spending see what we spent it on it's all there in what we call the Libra Mayor or the big book and we send it out and I think we send out a summary so you don't have to read because it's like 20 pages long but there's a summary of about four pages which we'll be sending out um, for the first half of the year and uh, you can see the key points, but just in case you <laughs> haven't got the patience or the interest to, uh, to read all that, I'll just pull out a few, a few key issues, which are the main things to bear in mind. 
Um, well, first of all, we have a budget. Your community fees all go towards uh, the, the budget for the year. And the uh, budget for this year, if you're at the AGM or you saw the AGM minutes, you'll know that uh, it's 611,000 euros. That's what we've got to spend on the community for this year, the regular sort of outgoings. And uh, one thing I'd like to thank you all for is 92% of you have paid your community fees on time. That helps. So thank you for that. So in terms of um, money coming in, yeah, we're sort of bang on target. Um, some of you take advantage of the early payers discount where you get 10% off if you if you pay uh, you know promptly at the beginning of the year um, and others just pay regularly you know quarter by quarter but anyway however you do it you're, you're kind of doing it on on time which is fantastic so thank you for that what have we spent well this is the report for the first half of the year so the first half of the year we'd spent 54% of that which is about on target. You know, not all the spending is even, exactly even. Obviously, you've got some costs which go, occur in the first half of the year, you pay up front, then it occur again. But generally speaking, uh, we've spent about half the budget, and that was about halfway through the year, so good stuff. Um, we adopted, if you, you might know, but uh, we, we brought in a new accounting system. If you're an accountant, you'll know what accrual accounting is. But basically, you uh, account for your spending <laughs> as you spend it, as opposed to, you know, cash accounting, where you just, um, you know, you, you account for cash as, as, when you count it. Um, it's slightly different with accrual, because we need to know what period our spending relates to. So we're doing an accrual account, accounting system, which, which is better for visibility. We can actually see and forecast our annual spending much better. So that helps. I can let Ross the leash here because I've just come to that section of untarmacked road going into El Madrinal. So off you go, you're free. Um, yeah, so spending is, um, is, is under control and, uh, you know, more or less on target. You'll see in the summary report some items are over, some items are under. It's always hard to, to forecast exactly, but we know what the budget is and uh, our goal is not to spend over the budget. Um, and at the AGM this year, we did ask for your permission to spend spend money on a couple of items which we didn't have in the budget but we, they're extraordinary items but we asked your permission uh, to spend things from our basically from our bank account our reserve fund um, and they were mainly uh, a new dumper truck for the gardeners because the old ones finished <laughs> and uh, dangerous so we bought them a new dumper truck that's about uh, 12,000 and um, a new scheme, I'll, I'll talk about this next, but uh, a new health uh, policy for the village with a company called Helicopteros Sanitarios, which many of you will know. Um, that was about uh, 
25,000. So those items are sort of unbudgeted, extraordinary items, which we have spent this year. Uh, but we did ask for permission to spend that, and, and we have indeed uh, you know, paid for those items in the first half of the year. Um, so but that was all predictable. Uh, debt continues to reduce. Um, we've now reduced the debt uh, by another uh, 40,000, which is 22% of the overall debt. It's come down to 144,000 euros. So that's going in the right direction. And I can tell you, I've had meetings with our, my counterparts in uh, El, Mad El Madronial. And I can tell you, they would, they would love to have a debt problem as small as ours. I won't divulge what their, what the amount of their debt is, but it's massive. So, uh, well done, guys. Um, as I said before, you know, you, you're paying on time, and you, you know, you're paying up what what you owe us. So thank you. That is very, very good. We only have seven debtors that owe us more than three thousand euros. Um, and those are the, those have been you know, around for quite a while. Those guys we're sort of working way at them, and uh, we'll bring those down as well. But overall, it's a good financial situation. Um, we think we're on target. And we think we've got it under control. Uh, Twenty twenty four budget. Just to sort of think about that in advance. We haven't set it yet, but um, I'm thinking that you know the cost of living has significantly increased, and we may need. An increase in the uh, in the budget for next year. We didn't put any increase in this year. We kept it the same as uh, 2022. Um, but our biggest items are really salaries and security. Security we don't have much control over. If the, if the security company puts the you know the cost up, we we got to pay it. And salaries, our team of employees, the gardeners and the maintenance guys, they actually haven't had a salary increase for f five or six years. And the cost of living has gone up significantly, so we probably need to budget for some increase for them. And you think about the cost of materials, and the cost of energy has gone up quite significantly. And we, you know, those are the things we spend our a lot of our money on. So I'm just, we haven't done it yet, but I'm just saying maybe maybe be prepared for a, an increase in the uh, in the budget for 2024. But we'll let you know more um, when we put the new budget together. Okay, so that's the serious financial stuff covered. Um, and I, I'll, Helicopteros sanitarius, so let me just sort of cover that as well as I've just mentioned it. Um, this is a, I think most of you will know, but this is a sort of a private health GP insurance scheme or general practitioner uh, insurance scheme. So if you need to go and see a doctor about anything, uh, you go and see a GP first before you get into the specialists. And what this service uh, is, is the opportunity for you to call um, Helicoptera Sanitarios, which is the medical company that supplies this service, and they will send out medics to us in the village um, to cover absolutely anything that you call them for. Minor cuts, braises, uh, bruises, scrapes. Uh, headaches to serious, you know, strokes and heart attacks and you name it. Uh, they send an ambulance out and anybody in the village, whether you live here, own a property, if you're in this village, you are covered. And uh, it's fantastic service. We brought it in this year for the first time. Um, we're covering it, as I just said, with the, um, uh, with the community fees. 
Um, and, you know, you now will see these ambulances in the village uh, regularly. They're really good. Um, I think so far their record is from receiving the call to uh, treating the patient. There's like a maximum of a 30 minute time period. Imagine trying to get that in uh, your local health service. It's really good. And uh, the, the overall response to this is, is um, tremendous. So very pleased with the way that service is going. And, and it should give you a sense of comfort and security that if you do come out here and you're worried about, oh my God, what happens if, you know, I need to see a doctor quickly, don't worry. It's covered in the, uh, by the community. So, um, you know, that, that's what that is. And that was an extraordinary item, as I just said, because we're trying it out. And, and next year, uh, we will propose to put that into the budget as, as a regular part of our uh, community fees. Um, but we wanted to test it first, and it's going pretty well. I'll just pause for a second here, because I'm just up my favorite corner where if you look up uh, in the direction, not east, in the direction of the kind of, you know, Marbella, you see the Concha Mountain. And right now, it's just coming to life. There's a few streaks of kind of uh, where the aeroplanes are being going over it. Uh, but apart from that, it's just completely blue and there's this golden light coming up behind the Concha. Gorgeous. Rooney's looking at me to say, what are you stop for, Dad? Right, here I come. Uh, must do this walk. If you, if you are, didn't know about it, and, uh, you know, uh, you fancy a walk, you just walk out the door and just keep going, and you'll get to this beautiful walk. It's so peaceful at this time of the morning. Anyway, um, right. Uh, let me tell you just sort of general stuff about, uh, remind you of who the committee is. Um, you've got myself, um, Gavin Clark, Roger Weston, uh, Juan Andres uh, Garcia, in fact, Juan Andres Garcia Vargas, to give him his full, full name, um, Nick Petty, Chris Robinson, and Jan Anderson-Smith. We are your committee, beaving away on your behalf to make sure that the committee, uh, sorry, the community runs smoothly and uh, everything that needs to be done gets done. And I must thank my committee because we meet every month now and uh, we go through things pretty stringently, making sure that everything's uh, taken care of and we've all got our own responsibilities and, and it works out pretty well. Um, and they are a great committee, you know, really um, willing to do anything they're asked. So thank you to those guys. All right, so I just broke off there for a second to say hello to one of our uh, owners and residents in the committee who's up early having a, a walk herself. <laughs> Come on, bro. Um, all right, so we are the committee. And just to remind you, our, our, the principles by which we try and operate and sort of, uh, you know, our, our guiding principles are the sort of four key things that we, we keep in the back of our mind. Positive sense of community. Um, which is very important. So trying try to make this place a nice place to be when you're here uh, in terms of um, other people. 
strong community representation to make sure that uh, your voice gets heard. Um, you know, we did the satisfaction survey, which we'll do again in uh, February. But just make sure that we know what you're thinking and what you're concerned about and, and uh, you can approach us, any of us, with any questions and uh, it will be recorded and it will be um, taken seriously. We can't do everything, we can't do everything you ask, but we try. But generally our principle is if we can say yes, say yes. Um, full transparency, so you know what we're up to, which is why we're doing these podcasts and newsletters and uh, financial reports and, you know... Whatever we're up to, we try and make sure that you know what we're up to. Um, that's transparency. And support for the um, businesses in the community. We don't have many, but we're lucky. There are many communities in this part of the world that don't have any businesses, and they're kind of soulless and lifeless. Um, beautiful apartments, many of them, but they're nothing else. So we're lucky. We have our butcher, we have our baker, we have our bar. And at the moment, we don't have a restaurant, but potentially, I'll talk about that in a minute. Um, we have a restaurant, so we want to keep that going. It keeps the sort of heartbeat of the village um, pumping. Uh, okay, so those are our, our guiding principles. Um, what else? No, I'm just looking at my notes again. Um, hotel La Heredia, where well, you know that the hotel project is not going ahead. Um, and if you're here, or you'll, you'll see that there's improvements now being made to, to that hotel sort of building and the properties. They're selling them off as, as private homes now. Um, big one on the top's been sold and the new owners are renovating it really nicely. I mean, it's a bit disruptive whilst they do it, but it'll be a heck of a lot nicer to look at uh, once they've done it. And it'll be a private property. And I think the others are gonna, are gonna be, you know, they're upgrading the whole building now and I think the others will go the same way. Um, but they, the pools, you know, they uh, bought the pools. Let me tell you about the pools. Um, the transfer of ownership uh, from, of the pools from Hotel La Heredia to the community um, is underway. That's going ahead. Um, and we've, we are in the process of setting up an association to be able to acquire the pools because the community as, a, as a, an entity legally cannot acquire assets. So we've had to find a way around that, which is to set up what, what we're calling the Asociación Recreativa de la Heredia, or the A-R-L-H. Um, so it needs a few... Uh, oh, here comes a security car. <laughs> Just driving past me, I'll give him a wave. Um, yeah, so that's the sort of legal entity that we're using uh, to sort of uh, acquire the pools. It, it is obviously owned and operated and managed by the community and it has officers of which, you know, the people, whoever's on the committee will be the sort of regular officers for that association and, uh, and its purpose will be to own and uh, uh, acquire and own the swimming pools. That's how it works. Um, now, uh, as part of the sort of the process of acquiring the pools, uh, as you know, if you're acquiring any kind of an asset or business, you go through legal and financial due diligence, meaning you do your background work to find out, you know, all the things that you need to know in terms of legal and, and, and financial issues, if there's anything that uh, 
uh, you need to, you need to understand. Um, and there there has been. Um, as part of our financial due diligence, we, we know that the pools overall, you know, we asked you at the AGM for your permission to spend um, up to 70,000 euros on the acquisition of the pools. And you gave it to us, so thank you. However, um, what we discovered is that the original owner of the pools, the original developer, um, owned a whole load of properties, as you would expect, as he was building them and developing them. And um, those properties incur um, tax, uh, which the original developer left unpaid. And what the Hacienda did is it rolled up the, the, the debts into one uh, or two amounts, actually, and applied them to the assets that were remaining uh, under his ownership, which were the two swimming pools. Um, it's not a huge amount of money, but I think it's about 43 thousand euros on one and about 20,000 euros of debt on the other um, which we're in negotiation with the Hacienda at the moment over because we don't really feel if we can get away with it but we should have to pay that um, because it's for tax that is not at directly related to the swimming pools a bit complicated Anyway, um, maybe these they, what they do is they put embargoes, in other words, uh, debts um, associated with assets. It's like anything, if you were to buy a house, if there's any debt associated with the house, if you're the new owner, you're going you're gonna to um, become responsible for those debts. So yeah, that's what we found out. There's about 60,000 euros worth of debt. Uh, associated with those swimming pools, as well as the sort of purchase price and the sort of legal costs of doing it. So, we're trying to get the Hacienda to uh, reduce those debts or release those debts. And they might, they might not. So we'll see how far we get with that. Um, but it could be that we need to allow for another 60,000. Don't have to pay it off all at once, you know, you can pay it over time, over 10 years if we like. Um, but there is debt that we want to make sure you know about. And if we agree to assume that debt, we're going to ask for your permission at the next AGM to do that. So uh, it's a process, as you'd expect in, in any country. Spain is no exception. Um, there's, you know, the devil is always in the detail, isn't it? Um, but, you know, I'm not trying to cause any, any, you know, unrest. It's just stuff that you find out when you're acquiring an asset. Um, Hotel La Herrera didn't know about these embargoes either. Uh, they were as shocked as we were. So, you know, we'll, um, we'll find out more and we'll tell you more when we know it, probably at the, the AGM. But, I, you know, I had hoped that we could have secured it and done it and it would be all finished uh, this year. Well, we could. Um, but we're not going to go ahead and take responsibility for these embargoes without your permission, which means that we'll, we'll wait until uh, the annual general meeting. We'll, tell you, we'll give you an update. And it could be that we say, all right, well, we know that the, the acquisition cost is 70, and then if we need to cover the embargoes, there's an additional 60. Still, it's not bad. You know, it's um, like 130,000 euros to acquire forever two swimming pools and all the all the sort of associated um, assets that go with those swimming pools so you know it's not the end of the world but that's that's still going to happen um what else 
Okay. Well, what's been happening over the uh, the summer? We brought in for the first time uh, a, a noise uh, construction noise restriction. Um, first time we've ever done this. But because you know the, the prime holiday season here is sort of July and August. Many of you come here and bring your families here or, or rent your properties out, whatever you do, um, in that July-August period. And there's always so much construction, so much drilling and hammering and tile cutting. And, you know, and our village is like a, it's like a sort of a, a bowl for sound. And, you know, somebody's drilling in one house, you can hear it at the other side of the village. So we said, all right, let's, let's put a, a period where you cannot do noisy construction. Uh, in the village, and we've decided we'd do it from halfway through July through to the end of August uh, to give pe people peace and quiet when they're on holiday. And it was fantastic. All the um, building companies complied. They all, you know, stopped doing any noisy work, and we had this heavenly period of six weeks where, you know, there was no construction going on in the village. It's very unusual. I mean, it's great that you all maintain and, and, and look after your homes. I'm not saying it's a bad thing that you do construction. There is construction in the village. It has to be done. But just take a little pause, a little break when everybody's trying to have their holiday. And it worked a treat. <clears throat> it, was, it was paradise. <laughs> you could lie down by the swimming pool and enjoy yourself without, you know, the, um, the phantom driller. <laughs> Phantom guy with a drill suddenly sparking up. It was great. We did have a problem with um, uh, our neighbours in Madronyal, who I told you that there's a little bit of uh, um, collaboration going on with their, their committee and, and us now. Um, but Madronyal decided to do the same thing first time for them too. They tried to do it through the whole of July and the whole of August, which is a bit tough. Um, not so successful. I think the community in Madronar isn't quite so compliant. Oh, Rooney. Rooney's coming running along. Um, not quite so compliant as we are, or not quite so cooperative. <clears throat> Different, isn't it, in Madronar, the big plots and not really a village. So they didn't stop. Many of the people whose houses are close enough to La Heredia who are doing construction didn't stop. Um, so we sort of talked to their committee and said, hey, we, we can hear all their drills and these going off in our village. And they said, well, what can we do? So um, we put pressure on them. I went to see the, uh, the builders who were do making the noise and told them they couldn't do it. And they were saying, well, the owners have told us to carry on. And eventually we came to an agreement, at least for the final two weeks in August, that they did stop their, their construction, which is great. Um, so we did have a period of peace. And I think that will get better as time goes on. Uh, but it was, a, it was a sort of first time uh, test really, and it worked pretty well. And I think um, El Madronias, they get more used to it. They'll start being more compliant too. Um, as we're talking about construction work, that building actually on an El Madronial plot, but overlooking La Heredia, um, Al Cuscus, the street of Al Cuscus, it had stopped because the building company had gone bankrupt. Well now, the, the guy's got another building company in and it's progressing quite fast now. I know it's been a pain, but uh, now it's looking less like, uh, you know, a skeleton of a building and more like a, uh, you know, a villa. And uh, it'll look all, all quite nice, I think, 
by the end, but we just have to endure all the disruption and noise whilst they build it. But it's going ahead. Um, maintenance and gardening. Well, I mean, there's so many things. I could go on all day and I won't. Um, but we are... Rooney, this way. This way, come on. Rooney's walking off in the wrong direction. Come on, good boy. Um, yeah, I think the, the team that we've got, we are blessed to have. They're fantastic. And uh, we have weekly meetings now uh, with the gardeners and the maintenance guys. Then we discuss, you know, what we did last week, what we're going to do next week, any issues, any problems. And it's really good. It's, it's getting, we're getting to rhythm now. And uh, they love it because they, you know, they, they don't like, nobody likes not knowing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so they're getting direction and they're getting management and getting the opportunity to, to be heard themselves and give feedback. Um, so we have a regular schedule of stuff we've got to fix and I won't bore you with all the things, but you can imagine there's all kinds of, you know, leaks and breaks and electrical faults and things that we have to deal with all the time. And on top of that, we are still doing a lot of beautifying of the village. The whole village has been repainted. All the white has been done. We're in the process of repainting all the ironwork. <clears throat> so no more sort of scruffy old uh, benches, iron benches and railings and things. It's all, all being done. And we're continuing, you might see it right now, in fact, uh, to put on the understep of, of some of the most prominent stairs in the village, of putting ceramic, pretty sort of Andalusian tiles, rather than just the white paint, which, since it rains, it looks filthy. Um, and once you've put the ceramic tiles under, they don't get so dirty because they're sort of rain resistant. Looks, looks very nice. We're just actually putting tiles under the steps that go up to the Plaza um, Manolin, which is the, you know, the, the beautiful little square above the, uh, the butchers, you know, on the right as you come into the village. Um, but, you know, there's no end of, of, we're always putting new railings up, fixing pools, and, and we improve this sort of heating system and the heated pool. Um, you name it. We're doing it. And when you request stuff, if we can say yes, we say yes. You know, fountains that have been repaired or replaced. Um, all kinds of things. You'll see it as you walk around the village. Um, actually, on the gardening front, I will tell you that we... Did you know that we have 90 palm trees? We, you know, we've got these two types of palm trees. We've got pine trees and we've got cypress trees, which all combined to make the village look fab. Really fabulous. Um, but the, the palm trees are sometimes victim to infestations of these red weevils, which eventually kill them. Um, in fact, we had to remove a palm tree uh, a couple of months ago that had died because of that. Um, so they're nasty little weevils that get into the tree and eventually they kill it. So you got, uh, Now, we didn't know as <laughs> a new committee coming in to manage the village about this. Um, but we quickly found out. The gardeners told us that, uh, you know, there are companies that uh, can come and treat trees. So we've been looking into this and getting quotes to, to treat all trees. Quite expensive. 
As I've talked about the budget for next year, I think the first quote we had was about 10,000 euros for six treatments per tree, and we got 90 trees. So you break it down that way, it's not so expensive, but it's, in itself, it's quite a large amount of money. So we'll see, but we're certainly going to take care of them and make sure that uh, we look after all the trees and things that are beautiful in the village. Um, God, plants. We've been busy making sure that we've had quite a lot of areas where it hadn't been replanted much you know new flowers and that sort of stuff we've we've planted over 650 uh, new plants in the village so far this year and we're going to get more in fact the town hall who we've got a good relationship with now have been very cooperative and they've said we will buy you a whole load of plants as well for the village as part of the service that we provide <laughs> basically it's a vote for us sort of thing but anyway uh yeah um they're going to give us, uh, we've decided not to accept that offer or, or take them up on that offer until late in the year or the spring because that's the best time for planting. Um, so it's going to look really beautiful, it'll continue but, but to improve. Um, <laughs> what else on that front? Oh, I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot and you can always ask any community member or, or me, a uh, community member or me. Um, and we just switched on the... Uh, the heating, I, I've just said that the word's beautiful in fact now as I've been talking, the sun's up and it's a really nice day, it's going to be in the 80s or you know, high 20s Celsius today but at night it cools down and the heat, the, the heat from the swimming pool dissipates into the atmosphere so it's pretty chilly in the mornings when you jump in the pool so we turn the heating system on on the heated pool, that's the one with the grass lawns so if you didn't know one of the pools is heated and uh if you're planning on coming in the winter, bring your swimming gear because you will be able to swim because it's, uh, it's heated. I think it was 27 degrees this morning, uh, yesterday morning. Um, okay, what else over the summer? Yeah, a little, little just point. Um, we've got one recycling area and one waste disposal area in the village and generally speaking, people are pretty good. Um, we separate out glass and plastic and uh, cardboard and most people put the right things in the right containers. Um, what, what tends to happen, I don't want to blame the, the renters only because I'm sure it's some of, the, some of the owners as well, but what tends to happen is if you don't really know, you just dump everything in one place and think, oh, somebody else will sort this out. No, <laughs> no, it gives us a headache. Um, if you're renting the house out, please make sure that your renters know how to deal with their recycling and how to deal with their normal waste. Sometimes, you know, people just dump everything in, in the, on the floor in the recycling area and we have to pick it all up and try and sort it all out. Um, but generally speaking, it's good, but there are sort of spikes in the, in, in, in the, over the summer where, you know, it could be just one set of renters who don't know when they leave, they just clear out and dump everything. Um, so ge generally, the renters are pretty good. Um, the, the three things that I think we just want to highlight with, if you're going to rent your house out, uh, make sure that they're aware that, you know, if, I know they're on holiday and they're having parties, keep the noise down, especially after midnight. Um, in fact, even this week I've had complaints. Um, uh, I won't say where because it's not fair, but complaints from, from party goers or party makers in the village. They're renting. You know, they'll be gone at the end of the week, I'm sure, but uh, 
they're having fun, but they're, you know, they're having fun late into the night, so try and make sure they know that they can't do it after midnight. Um, waste, as I've just said, and the, the last thing that's quite important is they mustn't bring glass, glasses and glass bottles and things to the swimming pool areas. Uh, that's, that's always a risk. Um, but apart from that, pretty good. Um, now, coming towards the end, let me see, what else have I got? Oh yeah, well, businesses, just in terms of businesses in the community, I think most of you will know that very sadly we lost uh, Michelle from the bakery earlier in the year, but the new manage management have taken over, they've pitted it up, they made it look nice, the staff are still the same, the menu's a little different, but, but most, most of the other things are still there, and it's, uh, it's great. So the bakery uh, continues on under capable and good, good management with the same old staff. So uh, that's great. The bar, uh, oh, the bar's been doing fabulous work. They've been running paella events, three through the summer. Really nice, we're accompanied by, um, you know, Spanish uh, guitar, music, really good. And they always do their quiz nights on a Thursday and, you know, put whatever sport it is that you want to watch on their screen. So fabulous to have that bar. You know, he needs, or they, Ali and Paul, need our support. So, you know, try and look in and, and support them if you can. It's hard, you know, with a community like ours, which is transient. Um, so, 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 I mean, there are some people who live here all year round, like me, but most people are dropping in for their holidays. Don't forget to drop into the bar. Um, the butcher, Willem. Uh, I tell you, we are lucky to have that butcher in our village. I think he's probably one of the best butchers in the land. <laughs> and uh, he's been running wine tasting events, ice cream tasting events, gourmet chef tasting menu events. Ah, oh, you know, we're lucky. Um, and continues to do all that. <clears throat> uh, and, um, yeah, he's, you know, you can have a, a beer or a glass of wine or a coffee there too. So uh, he maybe didn't know that. I actually um, had my wife's 60th birthday party in there, which you wouldn't think you'd do it in a butcher, but we did, and it was amazing. You know, he produced the most fantastic meal. We had a, a flamenco guitarist, and uh, one of our party was an excellent pianist, and he's got that, that sort of white grand piano in there. What a place. Um, anyway, those are the three core businesses. And then the restaurant, what about the restaurant? Well, it's been closed for ages, hasn't it? Um, which is a shame. But, you know, we just couldn't find a tenant. Not we, we don't own it. The, uh, the landlords own it, the people who, who were going to do Hotel La Heredia. And they've been looking for a tenant. We've been trying to help them. And uh, we have found, <laughs> I'm not going to send because I'll jinx it, but we found a really good restaurant <laughs> who's got other restaurants that are very successful in this area. Uh, and he's a famous chef and he's interested. <laughs> So we're sort of trying to, trying to get that deal done. But if, if it all goes ahead, we will have that restaurant open again, spring or summer next year. There's refurbishments and refitting of the kitchens and remodeling of the, of the, of the restaurant. Everything needs to be done. Um, but we're, we're, we're tent tantalizingly close 
to getting a top really good restaurant back in the village. But I'm not gonna promise it. Um, okay, what else? Um, oh gosh, there'll be some initiatives. We've been trying to sort of reduce all the noise from manhole covers. If you've got a noisy manhole cover, let us know. We'll come and put uh, seals around it to stop it from rattling. Satellite dishes, we've been removing at no cost to yourselves, your old satellite dishes, if you're not using them anymore. Uh, we've been taking them off your roofs carefully and not charging you for it. <laughs> because we all benefit from removing those things. So if you've got one, you want, don't want it anymore, we'll take it away, just let us know. That's been ongoing. So the social program, I'm coming towards the end now, so this is, this is almost my last point. Um, social programs, well, yeah, there's a lot. Just on the Facebook group, I know not everybody uses it, but we do have 187 members of the Facebook group now, which is great. And, and, you know, active members. I was just looking at how many people have been active since between September the 10th and October the 7th yesterday. 159 people have, you know, been using that uh, Facebook group. So, good. I'm glad it's being used and it's of use. We run now uh, two free fitness classes per, per week. Tuesdays and Thursdays, 9.30. It's good fun and it's good for you. Um, One's just a sort of low-impact fitness class on the Plaza de Jardineros. Then the other is aqua aerobics. You don't have to jump into the pool. You can do your fitness beside the pool if you want. But uh, <laughs> we do that. And uh, my wife, Mrs. Stoutard, who happens to be a fitness instructor, is very happy to give those classes for free. Um, God bless her. Uh, we also have regular mountain hike uh, excursions, usually on a Sunday, about once a month. Uh, we put it up on the Facebook group if you're looking how to want to know how to find out about it. And um, just take people usually for about a, we usually leave at 10, we're back in the village by 12. And uh, it's usually pretty, pretty easy standard. But you get the benefit of going into places where you, you might not know, uh, just you know, in the mountains, very close to where you've got your home and the, the scenery and the nature that you can sort of enjoy is spectacular. Um, oh, what else? We do paddle tennis um, every week now. On We change it from Fridays to Saturdays so that those of you who are working from here can join too. And uh, that's usually 9 o'clock till 10.30, depending on which courts we can get. We play up in Ben Havis. Again, it's free. Um, we play in the Polideportivo in Benavis. We usually get two courts and we usually have about eight people. Uh, and we do mix-ins. The standard is <laughs> mixed and do not be put off. If you're a beginner and you've never held a paddle tennis racket before, come. Because <laughs> you'll, you'll, you know, you'll enjoy it. Um, oh, what else? Okay, last, last thing on my notes anyway is uh, charity. Um, we, we go down to a charity shop in San Pedro every week called Collective Calling um, and we take whatever it is that you want to donate um, down and, and they take it to, to the charity shop. Um, it was a good cause. So, you know, in fact, even yesterday, somebody was just on the point of throwing away their, all their Christmas decorations and they suddenly thought, hey, wait a minute, 
somebody else might want this. And they came and they knocked on our door and they said, would this be any good for, for the charity shop? And we said, absolutely it would. So, you know, it could be clothes, you know, kitchen equipment, whatever it is, you know, you, you'd be amazed. Uh, there's always somebody who, who, who wants it, finds a use for it, especially clothes. Um, you know, we've all got limited uh, wardrobe space in our homes and, you know, it's tempting just to chuck it away, but uh, don't. Anyway, that I think covers um, most of it. If you have any sort of other items that you want us to address, then just get in touch. Um, but those are all the things I could think of that I've put on my notes. So, I think we'll go into the, into the clothes now, do you think, Rooney? Uh, I think we will. Okay. Right, well, uh, I think all that remains for me to do is to thank you for listening in to this podcast. It's a, bit, a little bit long. I suppose it's a long time since I've done a podcast, so sorry for the length of it. <clears throat> you don't have to listen to it all at once. You know, I think some of you might listen to it over a couple of days or you're commute, commuting into work or whatever you're doing. But uh, it's nice to, to be able to sort of reach out and find out what's going on in the beautiful village in which you've invested and bought your, maybe your second home. Well, rest assured, it's still beautiful and it's a gorgeous place to come and stay. I'm just looking out across the mountains into La Zagoleta now, as I'm that part of the walk. And uh, it's just fabulous. You probably will, might be able to hear that the road, the Ronda Road has now got some traffic on it, and I'm just about to go alongside it. You probably hear Rooney's paws clip, clipping away, walking past me, but not much bird life. This time of year is just coming into the migratory season and I have seen, even right above my, my home, some beautiful uh, large birds of prey. In fact, I think I posted this week some video that I took and some photographs I took of some Eurasian kestrels hovering right over my, uh, my terrace. They're quite noisy, those guys. <laughs> They're beautiful too. Um, so yeah, it's all here waiting for you next time you visit so you know I hope that you've enjoyed the podcast and I hope that you're enjoying owning a home in La Heredia uh, one of the most beautiful little communities in this part of the world so I hope you're, you've been having a good summer and maybe you've been here this summer and enjoyed some time in the village and maybe you're planning to come out uh, over the the autumn, the fall, or, or the sort of the, the Christmas holiday period. Anyway, hopefully we'll see you soon, and thank you for listening to this podcast.